0: lockdown
1: our daily podcast to keep you sane during the chaos
0: 21 days 21 professionals plus 14 35 days 35 professionals
1: to keep you sane during the lockdown extended
0: edition Hello and welcome back to Day 25 of Lockdown and Day 25 of this podcast. My name is Kirsten Farquharson and with me, the fabulous Danielle Detoy. Today we have
1: an incredible guest who is going to be speaking to us about what it's like in the first therapy session. Amy Glover did her Master's in Clinical Psychology and Community Psychology, cum laude, from Stellenbosch University. She is a clinical psychologist who is based in Cape Town. She has a vast range of work experience, including Falkenberg Psychiatric Hospital, Red Cross Hospital, as well as within correctional services. She divides her time between a private practice in Frida and developing practitioner-led resources to equip professionals to navigate online platforms for mental health services. She is passionate about preventative mental health and works with individuals and couples, primarily seeing adolescents and young adults. Amy, it is such a pleasure
0: to have you with us on our show today.
2: Morning ladies. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you Amy so much for being here. We really appreciate you coming in and talking, talking with us. Can you please clarify for us what the first therapy session is and also what it isn't? Sure. Um, Yeah,
2: I think it's really um, helpful to get an idea of what to expect in a first session. Um, So Sometimes the first session isn't actually just one session. Um, It might be better to think of it as initial sessions uh, because sometimes the assessment um, phase can really go over more than one meeting. Um, So normally a practitioner would would allocate um, the first one to three sessions roundabout um, to assess and also what we call setting the frame. And that's really about setting the frame of, of the therapeutic relationship Um, And it's an opportunity for the practitioner to get to know the client and better understand their their needs and the goals. And it's also an opportunity for the client to get a sense of the practitioner. So also to see if it's a good fit for them, if they feel comfortable, which is really, really important for the rest of the work that will come after that. Um, So I think that's really what it is. Um, And then what it isn't, I think it's important to remember that um, we have to manage our expectations around the first session. Um, It's it's not gonna be an all-encompassing solution necessarily. I think um, to see it more as an assessment, as as the starting point, we might feel some relief, you might feel um, some of that after the first session, but it's not necessarily that that's it. Um, You might not receive a diagnosis, and really to see it in the context of a larger, a larger process. So I think clients mustn't be discouraged if they don't get a diagnosis or if they don't feel some sense of finality, because that wouldn't really be fitting. Um, it's rather, it's the beginning of the process, not, not the end.
1: I think looking at it in terms of a context of a larger process is going to be really important. It just helps set the, the, the context of that first therapy session. Amy, what administration could clients expect in a first session?
2: Sure. So um, from the practitioner side, we, we need to be up to date with our admins. So the client would be asked to fill in some paperwork. What, what this is, is there's some basic information we would need to know. So see, almost like an intake form. You'd need to sign that you've received information and you understand what you're consenting to. So basically, the practitioner should explain confidentiality and under which conditions confidentiality can be broken and what the duty is of the practitioner in an emergency situation. So it really just set some of the guidelines and make sure that both parties are on the same page ahead of moving forward. So that's part of the admin. Um, it can also be what what it can also include is just discussing an emergency plan. So again, that both parties are clear uh, as to what will happen should there be a psychiatric emergency um, and and what, what will happen. The early admin can also include, include like a screening um, which can be telephonically or, or in written form, maybe in the waiting room or ahead of, ahead of a first meeting. And that's really just to screen some basic problem areas Um, that might already guide the client if this practitioner is the right one for them or if it's suitable to be seen as an inpatient or an outpatient. Um, So I think that's some of the basic admin to to expect in the beginning.
0: Thank you, Amy. I know a lot Mm. of clients find the first appointment incredibly anxiety-provoking and having that sort of Mm. outline of what to expect can be so helpful for them. Can you please explain what is the typical format of a first
2: session? Sure. So um, I'm a clinical psychologist, so I'm going off of a typical format within my discipline. But I think this still applies to most mental health practitioners. Um, So, but in general, I think um, a client wouldn't need to feel like they need to be overly prepared for a first session, that most practitioners will lead those initial sessions um, and will guide with the questions that they have. So it would be completely normal to experience anxiety around a first meeting. That would be completely appropriate. And most practitioners will start out with the basic type of questions, things like your age, where you stay, who lives with you, just getting a sense of your current context. Um, And I find that those questions really, um, really lead somewhere anyway. Just those initial opening questions, we get to understand why you live with who you live, um, what's going on in the home, perhaps reasons as to why you're studying or working where you are, and just branching out from those from those contexts. So that's usually how, how a session could start. Um, a practitioner would also want to know things like um, various types of histories. so a psychiatric history, whether there's psychiatric history in the family, Um, any previous contact you've had with a psychologist or or a mental health practitioner, if you've got any formal diagnoses that we should be aware of, if you're on any medication, whether that's more psychiatric medication or otherwise. Uh, Perhaps also if you've ever um, had a psychiatric admission, so perhaps if it's a long or shorter term um, inpatient stay, and whether that's a voluntary stay or an involuntary admission. Um, These types of things are important to understand your your psychiatric history and risk. And then I think a really important question um, is we want to understand why you're coming now. Because perhaps there are areas that you could have worked on or you'd wanted to work on in the past. But understanding why you've come now really points towards if there's a certain um, precipitating factor. So basically, is there a reason why it's brought you in now? Perhaps it's a it's a longer standing problem or something you've struggled with for many years. But perhaps something's happened in the last week or last month that's really pushed towards seeking help around it. Um, just a couple other things we'd want to know around medical history that's really important. Um, also to rule out any problems that are perhaps more medical, um, that really could answer to why um, certain mental health factors are popping up right now. Um, substance use, history of trauma. Um, This is is becoming quite a long list but it really might not all be covered in a first session but just in general these are the things that we would want to look at in the initial sessions. Um, And then also around um, risk in terms of suicide. So we'd want to know if there's a risk of harm to yourself or, or other. Um, If you've got any suicidal thoughts or um, thoughts of harming yourself. And then lastly, we'd want to check in around how your body functioning um, is looking right now. So things like sleep, appetite, mood, uh, libido, energy and motivation, as well as fatigue and concentration.
1: Amy, clients may experience a lot of emotions in the first session, you know, especially as cursed and you were saying just now, in terms of it being quite anxiety provoking, what would you want clients to know about their emotional responses? I think firstly
2: that emotional responses are completely normal um, that it I would understand it that a first session will definitely evoke emotion um, I mean remembering that perhaps um, what you're sharing with with your practitioner with your clinician it's It's perhaps something you've never shared with anyone before. It can, yeah, so for some, you can feel a lot of relief, um, maybe in the first session or just after. But what normally follows and is quite common is then to feel incredibly exposed. And Brene Brown actually calls this the uh, vulnerability hangover. So the sense of vulnerability that comes after the, the session it's it's really common, and sometimes that that feeling can make us fear coming back, um, because in essence, your your clinician is might still be a stranger to you, and um, you've now opened up really difficult parts of your life, perhaps. And what what is also happening with this vulnerability hangover is that. Um, you've now come to terms with the fact that you've you've verbalized a struggle and now in verbalizing it it might make one feel that you now need to face that and process the emotions that come with it and yes that is part of the process so rather to see to see this reaction um, as normal and actually I'd want to encourage um, any Uh, potential client or any future client um, or anybody considering going to therapy that that feeling is normal and if you feel it just know that your practitioner is aware of that Um, we yeah we know about this reaction and we're there for you to bring that ambivalence back to the next session and to work with it so yeah it's normal that we ha- if we have these feelings, we might wanna guard against it or defend against it. And this can often be be seen as a type of resistance to continuing with therapy, just because it can be quite frightening to go back there or to revisit certain parts or now have to work on it. And yeah, so I think just remembering that those feelings are completely welcome, completely normal.
0: Thank you Amy, thank you for normalizing this emotional experience. I remember the first time I went to a therapist, I was so nervous I just cried for the whole hour. I don't actually remember getting a word out, so (laughs) thank you so much for just putting that into words and languaging that so beautifully. Amy, what Mm. piece of take-home advice would you want listeners to hold on to during the lockdown? All right, so I think um,
2: perhaps to remember that the lockdown um, it's a challenging period and that there can be help out there so instead of having to struggle alone you there are practitioners out there that are, are working online and are available to help various types of mental health practitioners so I think it would, I'd want to leave listeners with that message just to remember that there is help out there and that we as mental health practitioners we we're also human too out there in this in this complicated and uncertain world right now. Um, but we're here for you, that we we do have some training to be able to assist you with this. We are not trained for every single part of the lockdown and every single part of COVID-19 for sure. I think we're all figuring this out. Um, but we are here and we are trained to help you and best assist you with with what you're facing right now.
1: Thank you so much, Amy, for just commenting on the fact that practitioners are here and that it's, you know people don't need to be alone right now in what they're experiencing and that it's a challenging time for everyone. Thank you so much for your valuable time and for your input and providing just a space to explore the first therapy session so that it doesn't seem so, so scary for clients. We really, really appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for
2: having me and, and really just well done on this incredible work that you two are both doing and and just creating a platform to share this is is really really impressive really awesome
0: thank you amy thank you very much and i must say listening to you has been incredibly containing um it's so important to just know what to expect in a first session and how important it is to know what to expect in anything and it just reminds me more about Mm. why this time is so anxiety provoking because none of us know what Mm. to expect we're all sort of going into this blind and It's making it all the more scary. So, thank you so much for making one thing less scary in the first session and just taking that scariness out. Thank you for that.
2: Thanks.
0: Well, those of you that want to contact
1: Amy, you can do so on her website. It's www.amieglover, that's G L O V E R, psychologist.com. She also has a really incredible blog for you to go have a look at, and you can also contact her if you'd like to book any possible
0: sessions. So, that's it for us. We will see you next time on How To Mental Health Lockdown Edition. Stay sane, everybody. We'll check in later. See you soon.